Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade with Aaron Martin. Well, the 90 Day Fiance season six that has tortured us all and entertained us is almost over. We saw part one of the tell-all this past week. Part two is this coming Sunday night, and then that's it for quite a while. I believe the next 90 day anything we're going to see will be 90 day the other way, and then it's going to be 90 day happily ever after, and then maybe another before the 90 days, I don't know, and regular 90 day fiance, but that won't be coming until maybe spring. Summer is probably when happily ever after is going to be here, and you know, it'll just keep rolling from there. It's been good. It's been bad. It's been happy. It's been sad. How do you like that poem? But it's been, most of all, kind of a different season than we've ever seen before with how the cast has acted. I have a lot to say about this. I've been saying a lot about it, but I do really want to talk about the tell-all too because it is so filled with craziness that they had to make it into a four-hour situation for us. And to do that, I have a very special guest here today. Many of you know her and love her already, and if you don't, subscribe to her podcast. It's Jodi Huff from Reality TV Podcast. She started her podcast to talk about 90 Day Fiance and then has moved on to other shows since then. She has a great, great podcast for recaps. She talks about the shows that you love to hate, she says, and she describes herself as your inner voice, giving you snarky recaps every single week on your favorite trash TV. Jody and I have known each other since she originally started her pod. I was one of her very first listeners. We talk about that and talk about where it's gone from there. And she is just as obsessed with the 90 day universe as we are. And man, she has a lot to say too. So she's the perfect person to break down the craziness with me. All right. So before we get into that, I want to remind you that you can join the Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook group. Just type it in and send me a request. You can also follow me at Aaron Leah Martin on Twitter and Instagram. And you can listen to me on the Jenny McCarthy show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. I will be on there this Friday doing Real Housewives Roundup, maybe a little uh, Love After Lockup talk and 90 Day Fiance of course. You can also read my written recaps on realitytea.com. I cover 90 Day Fiance and I'm covering Love After Lockup right now. I will continue to do that for the next, what do we have left guys? Five weeks. It's not that long of a season, but I'm savoring every single delicious morsel of this season's cast because they are so funny and so insane. You can also go over to patreon.com slash pinkshade if you want to get bonus material every single month. I'm recording new episodes for you. There's some really fun stuff going on over on Patreon. I'm getting a new episode up this week and next week. And uh, I want to hear from you about those Patreon episodes because we've been exploring a lot of different avenues. And I want to thank everyone who's supporting me over there and who is leaving me a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you so much. It helps more than you know. All right, let's go ahead and get into the conversation because it's a long one. Jody Huff from Reality TV Pod and I discuss the 90 Day Fiance Season 6 Tell All. Well, you guys, guess who's here with me today? Jody Huff from the Reality TV podcast, one of the original, if not the original, 90-day coverage that I searched for back in September of 2017, I want to say. Jody, correct me if I'm wrong, but first of all, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you were one of my very first listeners, I think. I started in September last year, or now two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, and... I started the podcast because there wasn't one on 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, and you were starting it right when the golden season of all <sighs> 90 Days were out. The first before the 90 Days with Larry and Paul. Wow. And I mean, it was just amazingness. It was insane. It was the first time we ever laid eyes on Jesse and Darcy in Amsterdam. <sighs> it was back when things were simpler times. When we were just little babes. Yep. <laughs> So oh innocent. And it's, did you start your podcast because you wanted to cover 90 Day or you were just looking to cover shows? Because you cover more than 90 Day Fiance. And I'm going to have you talk about that. But did you oh, originally yeah. start with the idea that you would cover a lot of different shows? No, I really just started with 90 Day Fiance because I was watching it. And, you know, there's all the little offshoot, offshoot, 
oh shit, that would be a very <laughs> odd brand there. The offshoot Facebook groups of 90 Day Fiance. And I even asked a couple people, are there any podcasts? Who wants to start one? We've got to talk about this. And there wasn't any. So I just went and bought a microphone and thought, hey, I'm just going to talk about it. And if no one hears how shallow and vapid I am getting so hardcore into the show, then no one knows. But, you know, just like, you know, it is just a hit and everyone wants to talk about it and listen to your thoughts. So it just kind of blew up from there. Yeah, it did. I mean, you're doing, you have a huge audience now and you also cover though other shows. So even when 90 Day is on or isn't on, you're covering what else? Teen Mom, you cover the Duggars. Oh, yeah. I kind of went on a Duggar cleanse. I don't think I'm ever going to go back to that dark place, (laughs) but uh, it was a dark time. Oh, Duggar, Teen Mom, Teen Mom 2, Love After Lockup. I love Love After Lockup. Love it. Uh, Meet the Putmans. That was a really bad one for a while. Oh, gosh. Oh, Seeking Sister Wife, Sister Wives. Love to trash on Sister Wives. So yeah, much fun. You go deep Pretty on much Sister any... Wives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're a plethora of laughs. Just watch them. They're great. Yeah. But yeah I mean, pretty I... much anything trashy on TV, I'm watching it. I think that's fantastic. So, you, But you do watch Housewives. You just don't recap them regularly. I know sometimes you do it on the Patreon, though. Yeah. You're so good. Uh, yeah, I watch... Real Housewives, every season, every episode, I love them. But I just feel like it's a different kind of uh, snark with them. Because it's not as if they really truly are aspirational. I'm not looking for a hair and makeup person in my everyday life. But it's it's a different kind of watch. It's a an airbrushed quality. You know, that's, that's my happy place is Housewives. It is. And it's interesting because I think that's what drew us and a lot of people to things like 90 day fiance at first. Cause it was like, these people do not have hair and makeup teams. These people do not even have someone telling them, you know, this is not going to look good for you. Or so-and-so said this about you. Maybe you want to, it, it's like, it wasn't overly produced, but I, I don't know. Let's talk about this season. Do you think this is changing? Do you think that season six of 90 day fiance, which we just saw the tell all part one of this week mm-hmm. is the season where, it all fell apart. Oh God, I hope not. I keep saying this and secretly get out to the universe. Do not ruin it for us. We have such a good thing with the 90 Day Fiance. Don't do it. It's just so messy on social media. I think maybe they need to have a clause that they cannot go on Twitter or Instagram during air, during uh, the airing, you know? It just, it gets so messy and it messes with watching it in our real time. Does that make sense? It completely makes sense. I've been saying the same thing. I feel like it's not just the spoilers. It's them fighting with viewers to me that has been the ultimate um, blowing up your own game. You know what I mean? Because there's always going to be some spoilers out there. I mean, it even happens with the Bravo shows, but not as much because they lock them down tighter. So I think that's what needs to happen with this production too. Yeah. When it comes to people like Lita and Eric and oh, Larissa God. and the intera- the close interaction with viewers turning into like, you don't know me, blah, blah. It's like, shut the fuck up. I cannot, I, I actually get really upset with that because I'm like, someone needs to actually handle you so right. that you don't alienate the audience who is giving you this platform. Right. Yeah, I want to just believe in my head that Colt is somewhere on a 1987 old school Apple laptop somewhere, or not even laptop, you know, computer (laughs) tapping away at his IT job. That's what I want to think that he's doing all day, not posting whatever he is or isn't posting, if you know what I mean, to other people. I have to ask you, did the dick pic find you? Oh, it found me. It oh, found Jesus. me every which way. I me too. Even, I'll never be the same. Yeah, I I was like, okay, I want to see it, but I don't want to see it. And I think my <laughs> my Facebook group was like, oh, you want to see it? Because I would just open up a message and I'd say, hey, Jody. And then of course I was like, oh my god, no. <laughs> I know. I got. It was basically <sighs> like a bomb. It it came at me and I didn't even know what was happening until it was too late. And I was already hurt. I was already traumatized and damaged and injured. I'm like, no, 
No. Yeah. Well, I was assessing the geometry of everything. Like, what is this? What am I looking at? And then also I was like, oh God, no, that's what the curves are. No. I have described it to people and I won't do it on this regular podcast here, but if you go over to Pink Shade Patreon, you guys, I'll maybe describe it for you over there if you'd like, but they've actually been traumatized by just the description. And I'm like, what do you think it's been like actually seeing this shit? I mean, it is beyond words. Truly. I try my best to describe it. It actually like re-traumatizes me, but yeah, I've seen that one. It's worse than some of the wartime National Geographic (laughs) photos that you would see. It's bad. Totally. It's so bad. You would think that he would see that and think, oh no, I'm not going to send that. At least let me retake this from a different angle. But no, he was proud of that. Yeah. He was proud of it. He was like joking that he was going to sell autographed pictures of it afterwards. I was like, nobody wants that autographed picture. Nobody wants the unautographed picture, Cole. It's a good thing that his name is only four letters long because there wouldn't be enough room to write (laughs) anything. (laughs) I got his name wasn't Nathaniel or Zachariah or something. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's actually just talk about the couples this season. We just saw them all on the tell-all. Larissa and Colt were like 100 hours late. And... We are kind of in a contest, I feel like, with season six about who is the most vile. Like, who do you rank as your number one trigger from season six? Hands down, Eric and Lita. Oh, my God. I actually... Okay, Lita is up there for me. For me, though, Steven triggers me. There's something that he he does to me that it's almost like um, visceral. Like, I get a physical reaction. Like, almost like I know that guy. And I don't... I can see like shaken baby syndrome, bad things happening in the future that are really, I go to really dark places in my mind with Steven. Oh, we've all seen him on Dateline every week. Yes. It's, yes. it's going to happen. It will without a doubt happen. God, that makes me so sad. I, and I should just say allegedly none of this, I don't right. you know, whatever, but. Right. It's Eric, called respect. Uh, oh my God. But Eric and Lita, I agree that as a couple, the worst, like the worst period. As a yeah, maybe I think they're worse because they have, well, I know Stephen has a current child, but the baby is far enough away <laughs> that he can't do too much damage. Uh, but Eric and Lita, the kids in the whole mix of it is just, it's so dark. It's not funny. It's not even snark worthy. It's really, really sad. That's Jody. that's been my problem with this season, both writing the recaps and then talking about it. I'm not finding enough funny moments i mean yes there's the colt wearing that suit scene which you could you know laugh (laughs) about for an entire recap but those are few and far between i mean we were promised cats getting dressed up and we were given like there was so much hope right there was so much hope i was like this is going to be fucking fantastic i can't Mm. wait like this dude is dressing up his goddamn cats and he lives with his mother there's a slot machine in the background and then all that comedy just kind of poof vanished because eric and lita and then the other ones they all got so dark and it became about kids actually being neglected being caught in the middle of new step parent i mean the eric and lita story is like every bad disney beginning it's like oh, the, yeah. new, the new stepmom comes in. The other kids are thrown away like trash. It makes me sick. Yeah. She really, well, I guess we can talk about this when we get to the uh, tell-all no, here. Let's do it. Let's do it now. Let's talk about the tell-all. Well, I mean, their, their actions there, basically. I mean, do you think she was, <laughs> she, do you think she was honest and crying? The tears. I think she was crying because she was found out. She's upset and she has regret because we found out her her motives and and what her true personality is like. She's not crying because she feels badly about Tasha at all. No, she do, do you do you follow her at all on social media or do you see just the bevy of like re you posts about her and everything? She is still out there dragging <sighs> Tasha through the mud. She is still out there calling her a bitch. And Eric to me is even more disgusting because he's basically co-signing on all of it. Totally agree because he is their dad. He's their Lita dad. Is horrible, horrible, terrible person. But I agree with you. He is worse because he should be advocating for them. Right, right. And then he is saying they're getting death threats. They're being tortured. You know, people are being so unfair. And they're always like basically 
acting like victims when their whole storyline is being uh, horrible parents and horrible and victimizing people. their own kids. Yeah. Victi- you're, there you go. Yeah. Victimizing their own kids. And if you notice last night, I had this whole thing where Lita, she doesn't say anything about Jenica. Everything is always, for example, last night, she said, I feel so terribly with Jenica. She didn't say anything about the other two. What is it? Uh, Captain and Tennille and Tasha. Right. And well, of course, Jenica is not going to have any issue with her because Jenica is Alessandro's little babysitter and playmate so that she doesn't have to do anything. She can go in her room and mess up whatever endorsement deals she doesn't have anymore. (laughs) Exactly. And does it even look like Lita, Lita, whatever, has even raised that boy? I mean, you know that sister was his main caretaker or the maids or the housekeepers or whatever the fuck was going on back there. Lita doesn't even look like she knows what to do with a tiny person, even the one that's hers. No, she doesn't. And you could tell by the way that she interacts with him. It was in one episode, Eric came in and she had Alessandro almost on her belly like you would a newborn. And she's like, oh, he's being fussy. Something you would say about a newborn. Oh, they're being fussy. Not, a, what is he, probably four? Yeah, totally. He's four. It's weird. I think he does have probably some sort of sensory issues or maybe he's on the spectrum, but it doesn't even matter. I, I just think, or maybe it's just neglect, you know, emotional neglect that he's experiencing but he's he's clearly not comfortable whatever it is he's not comfortable i mean he's living in that apartment he's probably looking around for his actual mom who is sister reina yeah i mean he's not he he doesn't even it's like he doesn't even know her do you think that's why the family came was really just to make sure it was okay for alessandro absolutely i absolutely feel that because that you could tell that was their main concern. And Reyna was really concerned with him. I mean, she was basically, she had him by the hand in the airport. She had him by the hand when they were splitting the cheesesteak 12 ways. You know, <laughs> right. she she was like his caretaker. And Lita was yeah. just like, why don't you have clean house? Blah, blah, blah. And like, well, she had a good point. But Reyna was really the one who was concerned. She kept saying over and over again, what about Alessandro? If things aren't good for Alessandro, we're going to, you know, we're going to have to step in. That's what it was all about for sure. It's I feel bad for Jenica too. At that wedding, oh my God. Those kids just sitting there, even their coloring just looks like I've been neglected. I've never been outside. These two are keeping me hostage. There is no more depressing sight than seeing Alessandro and Jenica at that wedding at that Hilton Garden Inn (laughs) in that fucking conference room. The only bright spot was that dress did not fit her at all. It was amazing. I love that. And during the tell all, she she had a mustache. So her waxer was also left in Indonesia. She can't find one in Baraboo. Everybody wants to see her grow a mustache. Everybody wants to see her look bad in her outfits. Okay, let's talk about what she wore to the tell all also. What was that? Very 1998 Old Navy, you know, like the lace up front. It might have even been, do you think it was 100% cotton? I don't know what the hell that was, but it was like the strangest choice of, yeah, almost like a corset that you don't cinch, you know, it just like hangs loose the whole way down. Or like, she looked like the squire who delivers you the bad news in Game of Thrones. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) I, I was thinking more something that a 13 year old would have worn to a Spice Girls concert. <laughs> exactly. With the the high heel boots, you know. And Eric oh. was looking completely as pasty as ever. I mean, this man, this hashtag this is 40. It is <sighs> is still just throwing everyone for a loop. This is the biggest shocker of the season is that he provided a birth certificate on social media and showed that he actually is 40 cuz it's it, it, I still don't believe it. I feel like it was forged. There's no way. There's no way. No. Or, I think or it just posted makes us something. all feel good. I think you posted something. It was a side-by-side of him and someone else. And you said, oh, they're only like eight years apart. Jonathan. Jonathan oh, and Erica. God. Like, I think maybe only six years apart. Yeah, six or eight years apart. And it's like, what? Yeah. yeah. Have, have you I'm, not, I'm not a birther. About... Yeah, I know, I'm right? not a birther, but in this situation, <laughs> I'm going to lean towards it. 
<laughs> Have you heard the rumors about Jonathan and Fernanda being broken up now? I have, but I tend to believe that's just stirring up drama for another season. I do too. It's like, I don't even want to believe anything ever anymore. I used I to be kind of into the conspiracy theories. I think probably you did too, but it's like now they're running their own conspiracy theories and that's what I don't like. Yeah, I like you know to who ruined that? dig it up. You know who ruined that for me? We were talking about this briefly right before is uh, Paul of Paul and Carini. 100%. He started he, this. Yep. He messed it all up. I was about to say a bad word. I don't know if you swear too much, yeah, but I he do. really yeah, messed it up for everyone because he he's so transparent with it. I know. And but the, the thing is, it seems like he would be punished for it. Like he would post a pregnant pic of Carini and then you could, you could tell someone calls him up and was like, bad Paul, sit, right. go to the corner, right. go to your corner. And right. he and he would take it down, and he'd be like, "I'm truly sorry for blah blah." Like he would do this stupid shit all the time, but then he would do it again, just like a bad dog. Like he was constantly making mistakes and trying to back away from them. But now the cast this season just throws it all out there, and yeah. it's like they just don't give two shits, and they really do think they're celebrities, which is really a notch above what we've ever seen before. I think. Right. Yeah, Jonathan and Fernanda, they kind of get on my nerves. I was bored with their storyline completely. Not to the extent that Larissa was ticked off about it because that was uh, a whole other level last night and a tell-all. They bore me, but there is a certain level of, okay, yeah, I believe they're in love. Yeah, I do too. I think they're at least attracted to each other. Yeah. Um, They are a little fame hoary a little bit oh yeah i think they're just riding it do you think asuelu and kalani are I... getting thirsty <laughs> i don't know what's going on with asuelu and kalani i still don't actually get it how they've made it twice even i mean i i love asuelu <laughs> with the burning sun of samoa and I just, I just can't even like get behind the fact that he has sex with people though. I mean, I'll just say it like, it's so strange to me that she was ever attracted to him as a man. You know what I mean? Cause he's just such a, he, he's like a weird, simple little boy. He's Buddy the Elf. He's, he's Buddy, Buddy the, the Elf. Someone. Right. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yeah. So my thing's my favorite. Oh, actually exactly. crying's his favorite. Crying is his favorite. Oh. But it's like, I don't, I don't get how they connect. It doesn't make sense to me, but I hope that they make it for the sake of their kids. You know, it's I don't, a, it's a mother-son relationship. Yes. Like, I, I love yes. like I love my son, where I'm like, oh, such a sweetheart. I know. Exactly. You're like, don't cross that street without holding my hand first. That's exactly. a sweet. Yeah. Exactly. Did you notice last night when uh, Jay didn't know what monogamous meant? And they're all sitting there, and everyone's looking at him with a blank blink blink and Kalani of course she's the only one because she is the Asuelu whisperer was the only one who figured out oh he doesn't understand what it means and so like the preschool teacher like sweetheart do you know how to write your name you know <laughs> she's the only one who picked up on it of course because this is what she does all day every day oh my god you are so right yeah she's the one who's probably stepping in like did you wet mm. your pants again that's okay yes. let's go change them honey yeah. Oh, you don't know how to tie your shoes. It's okay. I won't tell the other kids. I'll just, you know, we'll work on it together. Do you? Okay. So it's not just cultural differences with Asuelu. I mean, something's going on with him. He's got something else going on. He was like pounding his ears. Like he had, I think he yeah. has some sensory stuff going on. Like I felt like uh, he needed an emotional support animal. Yeah. I definitely think he's got some, like you said, he does not like loud noises. And of probably in Samoa. They don't have the school diagnoses or the identification process like we do here. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm sure he's got something with that. Yeah. So maybe he hasn't gotten out and about around the island. You know, <laughs> the that, island. Uh, yeah, I was thinking, I, this is going to sound really bad. And I hope this doesn't sound racist at all. But I always just want to see Moana when I see him. Like, he really just puts me in such a happy mood. I know. Like, I you love picture it. on the boat singing, We Find the Way, or whatever it is. Yeah, the island gives us what we need. I know. <laughs> I love him. You know what, though? I feel like, I don't know. I feel like this could go one of two ways. Like, he could get it. I don't I, I don't know 
what I picture his job. Actually, I talked last week on the podcast. I picture him being really good at like leading kids, um, like yes. like like leading kids' birthday parties or, or Big Brother oh. program or you know showing people how to do dances. I can't picture him like in a construction field or I don't know. He needs Whoa. to be something. He needs to be doing something where he can bring his joy to others, like his airport yeah. dance. Oh. gone wild you know have you seen the video of him at that cultural center or senior center the rec center where he's doing a dance with this older woman no <gasps> okay I need to find it and send it to you because in that moment I may have become sexually attracted to him <laughs> god this is dancing. I know do you remember the woman at the airport who's like if this don't work out with her call yeah. me Yes. It was something, it was just so charming. He's doing this little dance that I think he might be doing next week. It's like this little shoulder twitch thing. And it's this older uh, Polynesian woman that he's dancing with. And it's so sweet and charming. I, I got it. I got why Kalani got with him. That's it. It's his dance moves. It's his sexy moves. His voice does not match his body, which like the first time we all heard it, we all gasped in unison. Like, "Ah." yeah. Um, but I do. I love him. I, I mean, do. maybe if he's just very quiet. Maybe he does like a tribal grunt when they are <laughs> doing their sexy coconut time. You know what? I loved though that he and Jonathan had their little bro hug, and I <gasps> worshipped when he called Stephen out. Oh, I know. I was like, and you are Steven. being called out by Encino Man, who doesn't pick up on anything. <laughs> What was with his little grease lightning curl in the front last night? Oh my god, he just looks like the villain in every like like sixties Soches and the Preps movie. You know what I mean? Like the Outsiders. He looks like he looks like the total kid who you want to get beat up by the other guys. Do you think Olga's really gonna come? I think so. I think like, I mean that we're never going to talk about, but if any part of her backstory that many of us have heard about is true, I feel like she is probably used to a certain level of abuse. Yeah. Oh, that's true. She's probably, um, she probably subconsciously drawn to it. Yeah. And I think also when you, when you have that kind of trauma, you're just looking for a way out of whatever that is. And she, I think she wants to get out of that city, get out of that, space you know get out of those memories and maybe steven's her ticket and he's the father of her child now so it sucks that it's him though i know thank god that baby looks like her though oh my god that baby is so cute olga is is like the most gorgeous also yeah i think she and kalani are actually the most probably the most gorgeous women ever on 90 day fiance ashley is very pretty she's cute yeah but there's just a natural, very natural beauty yeah. about Olga. Yeah, especially Olga. When she was wearing, she had this ivory turtleneck on <gasps> in one episode. Yes, with like no makeup. Yeah, no makeup and striped pants, which only Dorinda Medley could pull off yes. and Olga. She was stunning. Right, right. It was very Catherine Hepburn. Like yeah. oversized straight leg. Love her. Love her. Love her friend, her friend's apartment, oh. all of it. I want them to live together and be happily ever after. Those two friends from the orphanage, yeah. Anna or Anna and little baby Richie and fucking Steven can just go back to smoking pot and living on his grandma's couch or whatever. I mean, even yeah. his grandparents with like three teeth were like, he's a mess. Oh, I know. I was hoping that when she moved here, they would still be living with the grandma. I think it's a level of protection. Seriously, the grandma with her like tie-dye shirt. She would totally step in though. Yeah. So, okay, at, you talked about Ashley. We got to talk about Ashley and Jay. So the, I find it interesting that Ashley chose not to have her kids exposed on 90 Day. I think that was a super smart decision. However, yeah, I'm liking her more and more. I do too. But she's getting a very different reaction than Molly got. When Molly was on and she had the whole thing with Luis, it was all about Molly subjecting her kids to this. Now, no one is talking about how Ashley has subjected her kids to Jay, but she has. She right, has. We just don't see it. And nobody's commenting on it, but Molly and Ashley have a lot more things in common, except Ashley has, in my mind, made an even worse decision. Because she has no like real business to fall back on. She's not as independent. She doesn't have as much money. And she has a much younger and just just as probably the same kind of lying, cheating bastard. But a guy who seems like he is even more brazen about it than Luis. 
That's true. I really didn't even look at that that way. You're I mean, totally right. He punched a hole in the wall. He's on Tinder three <sighs> days afterwards. He's he's alienating her from her friends who seem like pieces of shit anyway. But I'm just like, it's interesting because you, this has all affected the kids, but we haven't seen it. So we're treating them as if they're two young, single, unattached people, mm-hmm. and they're not. That's smart on her part. Is he still living with her? I think so. I oh. really, truly think they're still together, and I think they will probably stay together. Oh, really? You think so? I do. I mean, I don't know. What do you predict? Tell me what your thoughts are on the whole shitbag situation. Well, you know what? I'm really torn because I was so proud of her last night that she was sticking to her guns and she wasn't allowing him to make excuses for himself. I love that. But I didn't like that she was sitting there. She was letting him put his arm around her and sat there like that. Where if that were me, I'd be like, do not touch me. Get oh we're, you know, at least a couple inches apart. I get that they have to sit close for a production value of it, but I, uh, that's where I can kind of see, like you said, them staying together because you don't want to admit to yourself that you were wrong and send them back. Right. And she has walked away from two relationships before, but now she like finally pulled the trigger and got married, you know? (sighs) And also, I mean, I think back to when this was being filmed. So there was a 90-day live with Michelle Collins. And then the week after that in November was when this tell-all was filmed, So, which I hate. I hate that they film these tell-alls way before the season ends and before the couples have seen themselves air on the season. Yeah. I mean, Housewives does it after they've seen every single episode of themselves so they can comment on it. You know right. what I mean? It, this makes no sense. Yeah, the emotions so, are more fresh and, and yeah. believable. And also, like, we're not at the same point just period because it's too long ago they're not at the same point as a couple and so Mm -hmm. this was this was filmed in november and i remember these couples were all over instagram jay was tattooing asuelo asuelo was teaching them all how to dance they were all wearing matching t-shirts jonathan asuelo jay i mean all of these couples were having a great time together so this ashley jay i'm really mad at him bullshit i was like this is just we we're not stupid. Like we know that they're completely fully together, at least at the time of this tell all. And so this just feels like bullshit to me. And all the guys love Jay. They were all letting him tattoo them. Oh, I know. I I don't trust him with that. I know. So it's like, like he would just be high when he's tattooing the whole time. You know what they should do? Because I actually think Michelle is really in her groove with the 90 day lives. She's absolutely hilarious. I love her. I think she's just, she's so, she's got such a quick wit that a lot of times whoever she's talking to doesn't get it, which makes it so funny. Well, that's the problem. I think <laughs> that people are like, oh my God, this is, a, this is awkward. And I'm like, because she's too smart for all of these people. Yes, like exactly. she's, she's interviewing people who, that we're not sending our best and brightest onto that stage. You know, oh, Ashley's, when she was talking with Ashley's friends, I was rolling. I it was so Good. She was talking to Jesse and she's like, yeah, send me, your, <laughs> send me your Google calendar. I really love to hear more about what you're going to do in the next three weeks. But okay, let's get back to, I was like, oh my God, she can fucking insult his ass. He doesn't even know. He's like, no, he's so stupid. stupid. Yeah. Love it. But what they should do is more of those with her and throw in some tell-alls with couples from other seasons. Get Throw Paula Bone. Get him <laughs> on there. Let him say what he wants to say. We'll watch it in the meantime. And then we have a newer, more up-to-date 90-day tell-all with these people. You know what I mean? Yes, totally. They put anything 90-day, we're going to watch it. Oh, I know. You know what? The audience is such a Star Wars audience. They all watch (laughs) everything, and then they bitch, and they bitch, and they bitch about it all. You know what I mean? And I am included in that. Like, oh, I know. I love to watch this show and then I love to bitch about it. But that's the that's the great thing about it. I mean, the show is so popular now. Of course, we want to pick it apart. Right. I, I don't want to see this cast, though, ruin it for future casts. Like, I feel like this is a tipping point where they see themselves as celebrities. They see themselves as bigger than they are. They're trying to become Instagram famous. And I feel like that it, we almost need to start locking this down Bachelor style in future yeah. seasons. Completely agree. That's where Jonathan and Fernanda, they're guilty of it. Oh, yeah. Big time. The only thing that made me kind of like John more, because I think he is a little icky for dating such a young girl, mm-hmm. uh, was when he went over to Asuelu. 
he won me over a little bit. He's I like, thanks for saying that. that, bro. It was such a sincere moment. I loved it. I know. Asuelu, I feel like Asuelu can bring anyone, you know, together. He'll just yeah. cry yes. or he'll talk about his family and Samoa. And like, Ugh. he's just, he, yeah, he's just like the little angel of 90 Day. And I don't know, maybe he's got like some deep seated issues that. I don't think he does. I bet you he doesn't. And that's what makes him. How much fun would it be to have a little tea, a little Polynesian tea with his mom and hear childhood stories? Seriously. A little, a little Asuelu. I know. I know. What do you think about this whole concept that's coming at us 90 day the other way? Are you looking forward to that? That's going to be the first thing I think that airs, but even before Happily Ever After. Oh, I can't wait. I I will take any 90 day. 90 day, any way you want it, three way, the other way. I'm such All a the ways. Yeah, Catholic Catholic school bureau here, but I'll I'll take it in and out anyway for this show. <laughs> take it from the back, take it from the front. So oh, yeah. wait, but I here's the here's the great thing that I think is gonna happen on 90 Day the other way. And I'll obviously I'll probably like jinxing ourselves right now. It'll all fall apart. We are gonna get rid of that. They're just here for the green card bullshit. That it, that is a part of a lot of these storylines, but it's going to be erased. So we're gonna have to get a new trope because if it's the American going over to marry a foreigner, get a visa there, and live in their country and acclimate to their shit, it's not going to be about this foreigner just wanting to be an American. That is going That's to be true. erased, and so it's going to be a completely different vibe. I feel like. Ooh, it is. Immediately when you said that, it got me thinking slash fantasizing. What if it were <laughs> where the Amer- it's either going to be the American that is the horrible, disgusting person that you're thinking, oh, they're taking advantage of this person in another country. I'm getting a little David of David and Annie vibes. Yes. Or it could be this American is being... Uh, Okay, immediately I'm thinking Andre and Elizabeth, where you're thinking, oh my God, they're being brainwashed or being controlled. Look what they're giving up to go with this horrible human. Yeah. Does she have her baby yet? Isn't she pregnant? I don't think she had it yet, but I think it'll be pretty soon, like within the next couple of months. Yeah. I kind of get a Stephen and Olga vibe from that relationship. I do too. I I don't like it. No, but wouldn't it be interesting? Think back to the, you know, the Evelyn and David situation, oh. right? Which I know oh. you love. Oh, God, I hate her Think with a burning passion. If her ridiculous ass was forced to live and walk the streets of Barcelona and oh, like bitching become, and complaining and become the whole a citizen. Time. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't know. I feel like this could be greatness in the in the making. Yeah, just comparing everything to America. Yes, everything to America, finding out how truly uncultured they are. Finding Almost out- like a leader. It would be yes. the exact same situation I'm having. Yeah, complaining. I- I'll just go back to America. I'll just go back to Indonesia. Totally. They don't do it this way in America. Right. It's Angela in Nigeria, but then Angela having <sighs> to become a Nigerian. Angela. Oh, God. I love Angela. This don't look like she- a hooch to me. My queen. She's such a gift. She was a major gift. I mean, I think that's why this season has been so disappointing with the comedy because we were given basically like just diamonds were thrown at us every week with Angela and Michael. Okay. We're going all over the place here. I I hope that's okay. What do you think about Angela and Michael? I I really think they're going to stay together too. I I really do. I feel like- For the show? Or do you think they really do have something? I think there's probably something there that each of them really needs. Like, I mean, Michael said as much. He's like waving his flag, wearing his MAGA hat. You know, like he really, oh. he really wants to come here. He's got the the bobblehead. He he was in it to win it from the beginning, yeah. and he was gonna. He ate a snail out of her mouth. Oh, I mean, he went to places no one has gone before on this show. And so yeah. I, I I don't know. I think like he thinks she's amusing enough and that she'll give him that ticket to America. And she, I don't know. It's like, what does she see in him? Does she just like the, is he sweet to her? Is he, does she just like the, the D? I don't know. But there's something I, with them that really I think it's works. just the D. Okay. 
I think he gives it the way she wants it. And whatever he's saying to her, it's one of those relationships where whatever he's saying to her during the act, she believes. Yeah. You know, like, oh, he's so sweet when we're alone. Yeah. Even though in real life, he doesn't give any shits about you. Right. But she just likes hearing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I sort of like them. I'm I'm weirdly rooting for them, and I don't know why. I can't explain it. I, mean, I feel like everyone has an aunt or a cousin that is Angela, so everyone yes. can relate to her in some way. It's either yes. a neighbor, a close neighbor, a cousin, an aunt. Everyone's got an Angela. Yeah, totally. Totally. Okay, I want to talk about Colt and Larissa, and then I can let you go. But we have to talk about Colt and Larissa future, because they are definitely filming Happily Ever After. I think Happily Ever After filming might be wrapping up if it hasn't wrapped up soon. And I have many thoughts on this. One of them is a question, and I want to know your opinion on it. Do you think that they have revved up their antics to stay on the show, like a la George and Anfisa, as their models? Right. Or do you think that this is legitimately how crazy they are together? Because I think both of them add their own element of batshit to the relationship. Like, do you think they're they're playing it up and they're much more subdued, actually, yeah. in real life? Or do you think this is legit? A little bit of both. I okay. think they do have a plan that is, okay, we're going to stir up some drama. And they think, oh, we're stirring drama. We're, we're in control of the situation. But really, they're not. And it then spirals and gets out of hand between the two of them. And then the one or two things that they may agree on, for example, Fernanda and John, then they get this like, oh, yeah, we are in control. And they're doing their little fist bump like, yeah, we're in control of this game. But they're not. It's just spiraling around them. Does that make any kind of sense? Yeah, like they start this whole plan, but then it backfires royally on them. Yeah, on themselves. They end up fighting and throwing down a shoe rack. Do you, do you think them going hard, like at Fernanda at this tell all is going to, <laughs> how do you think this is going to go? What is happening here? This is all for that stupid comment. Because again, these, this cast members are fighting on Instagram nonstop. Like they're 14 years old. Well, Fernanda's not far off from that. And right. so Fernanda <laughs> said to Larissa, I don't think you should be joking about the arrest when Larissa posed like on a cop car yeah. and Larissa's like, mind your own business. And then, but Colt gets really crazy. I think it's people. because he got a new pair of uh, mom jean khakis and a purple <laughs> shirt, and he was just high on self-confidence <laughs> and cocking it. He was so cocky for no reason. It was the pants speaking, his pleated pants speaking. Do you think he found those at like a dress barn? Because we were talking last week about how he really, truly needs um, like a wrap dress or like something cut for oh. a woman's hips. I mean, he cannot get any kind of man clothing anymore. He needs to go into the women's clothing department to buy his clothes. Like his, his buttons need to be on the other side of his shirt. He needs to get the the women's shirts that have a little room for your breasts and cinch a little Mm. bit at the waist, go out again at the hips. I mean, he needs women's cut clothing. Yeah. It was like the, I compared it to the episode. I don't know if you watched the office, but when Michael Scott accidentally buys a woman's suit and he (laughs) opens up and it says mysterious and there's no back pockets (laughs) on the pants. Uh, he's, it's definitely a dress barn, a Burlington coat factory, uh, clearance rack at Ross, maybe Kohl's. That would be a step up. Maybe. Maybe. And there was like a really good sale at Kohl's, Kohl's cash. Um, I think he was just really high on self-confidence and he went in there thinking, oh yeah, if I, you know, fake it till I make it. And then he got in there and I think he realized there was no way he could back up what he was saying. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? He's like going hard at Jonathan. And I'm like, Colt, like you literally bought a wife. I mean, you yeah. bought that. This yeah. this doesn't even look like the two of the same species when you guys are walking down the street together. Like at least Jonathan and Fernanda are in the same, you know, right. they're in the same dating pool, let's say. Yeah. Colt yeah, and Larissa wise. are not. I mean, not that I think Larissa is gorgeous, but Jonathan and Fernanda, they, they fit physically. They fit exactly. Like they and Larissa, neither of them are particularly attractive, but it's further in distance. No, you know what I mean? It's crazy. I mean, I think Larissa is actually, I think she is really pretty, but 
when they walk out of the house together, when they're in that onion or condition cart, when they're in that double date, that's all you needed to look at was the four of them. It was like one of these things is doing its own thing. You know, like one of these things is not the same because Larissa doesn't belong there. She doesn't belong with Colt. So much like George and Anfisa, I always argued like you get what you pay for. You know what I mean? Like I never felt sorry for his dumb ass. I was like, this is what you wanted. Same with Colt. It's like mm-hmm. you get what you pay for. Also, who are these women that Colt is finding on social media to flirt with? Who the fuck so, out there wants him? Especially, you've seen the photos. We've seen the photos. What does he have? Because we've seen it and we don't, <laughs> we, you know. Um, no soliciting. Do think... we, don't want, we don't want what you're selling. <laughs> yeah. Put a sign on the door. Put a sign on our Instagram. No soliciting. <laughs> uh, do you really think that Larissa is not jealous of Fernanda. What, what is her awareness level? Uh, I think Larissa is crazy jealous of Fernanda. Does she realize that she's jealous? Uh, oh, her awareness. Does she realize you know what I mean? that she's jealous? Did... No, I get what you're saying. She like, yeah, we both agreed that she is, but does she know that? No, I don't think she does. I don't think she does. I think she is just going to pull the whole, she's a hater. I'm better than you. I mean, I don't think she could ever go to that level of self-awareness where she's like, you know what? Maybe I'm just a little envious of the younger version of me. No. Oh, on a good day with a filter, <laughs> with airbrushing. <laughs> but I mean, Fernanda, but Fernanda's I acting Fernanda's like a gorgeous. mean girl. She is. But I, I don't think her Instagram post was that bad. It should not have gotten to the level that I went to. It might've been a little, uh, little passive aggressive, but not to the extent that uh, Larissa should have taken it. It's, I don't think. It feels like, to me, the fact that like Ashley and Fernanda are kind of teaming up against mm-hmm. Larissa. I don't like that, though. Yeah, that's true. I don't like that. I mean, Larissa, she's kind of an easy target. She was she was literally arrested a week before this <laughs> before this was filmed. I mean, she's like walking in there with no clothes, whatever, and then she's. Yeah. I don't know. Why am I team Larissa sometimes? I don't get it myself. I just kind of feel like, you know, she was at the end of her prostitution days. She was just looking for, you know, a way out. She found Colt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, even one like kind of gross hand job with that guy. She almost, just, she almost like just, just deserves, you know, just, just a break. I mean, yeah. you look around the couches and it's like, oh my God, she has to be with the him. Like yeah. she's screwing that. And it, Lita would be the other one. Lita. Oh, but I don't feel bad oh. for her. I kind of okay. feel like Larissa is getting like the rawest end of the deal with Colt. Okay. I, you know, I love a good, would you rather, <laughs> would you rather get ready? Colt, would you rather have sex with Colt or Eric? Oh my God. Lights yeah. on full daylight. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't, I'm, I'm actually feeling ill right now thinking about this. Okay. Let's think about it. Okay, we have to think about all factors in this. Okay, no, it's just like a one-time deal. It's not like you have to marry them. In, no, it, but it has to be in their living space. So in Colt's bedroom with Cookie Dookie. Oh, Colt, because I would have an, I, I <laughs> Colt, I can't, I can't even, I can't even fathom going into Eric's living space. I have to Disgusting. choose Colt. I know, I can't. I mean, that <sighs> living space, again, the physical reactions came. I can't even imagine going in there because you know you know it smells like feet that's the first thing I kept thinking but I was like this whole place smells like foot an old cat pee yes but I'd have to go Colt what would you do (sighs) Colt's body I just can't like I don't want to be with a more womanly body than my own (laughs) I mean nothing against like being a lesbian or whatever I mean it's not even about that it's just I already have my own insecurities with my womanly curves. And so I'd be looking at his and it would just be like a mind fuck of, oh God, I'm self-conscious for myself and I'm self-conscious for him. I feel like I would have to be telling him like, it's okay. I'm not looking at your boobs. I have them too. But Eric's, Eric's filth level. I think I would have to go Eric though. Oh my God. I know. And I know. It's so bad. I know there's (sighs) nobody basically... In, in this game, nobody wins. That's the point of would you rather. Oh, no. But these oh women God. are choosing. Is the American dream worth it? I know. This is who they've chosen. 
And you know what? We'll see if it's worth it. I mean, Lita, I predict right now, will never get a medical degree here. Oh, she won't even get a job here. Not no. even, you know, a never. Uh, gas station clerk. No way. Never. Larissa and Colt, I foresee them breaking up or her being really? the George of the relationship and going to prison. Yeah. Oh, do you, do. will she get deported? I haven't really looked into the whole laws. Will she even get a green card? If, if I don't she says? know. I wonder if they're going to talk about that next week because there are some issues with her getting her green card now because of her two arrests on American two. soil. Right. She's had two. Oh, man. And you know what though, Colt, he really is a manipulator. I mean, mm-hmm. he has a part to play in this. He's like, well, I shouldn't have called the police and da, da, da. It's like, he's that kind of guy who's like flirting with all of these women online. He obviously married Larissa knowing what kind of a temper she has and what kind of person, but he likes it. He thinks it's dramatic and it makes him cooler. And then he calls the police on her because he's the American with power when she gets enraged that he's basically trying to fuck all these other women. And it's like, I I hate him. I can't stand Yeah, what game are you playing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, go find someone at your software company if you really want a wife. You got Larissa for a reason, and now you're going to be calling the police on her after she freaks out because you are doing her dirty? No, Colt. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, like that. You're right. You're totally right. Yeah, he's just, oh, God. I don't know. He'll something... play himself a victim if she gets deported, too. Yes. I wanted to make it work, and I wanted to stay together, but I just can't leave my mother here, and she was terrible to her. Completely. You know, Debbie is defending Larissa on Instagram this week, right <gasps> after the tell-all. She was like, sweet girl, you're the best what? daughter-in-law. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, what? I don't get that. I'm like, is Debbie oh. locked in a basement? Does Debbie need help? Like, what's happening? Yeah. This is why oh, I wonder God. how much of it is played up so that they can keep their staying power on the 90-day franchise. This is great. That just blew my mind with the Debbie thing. Yeah. you'll. I think... Eric will go back to Indonesia with Lita. I think so too. I think he would leave his kids in a heartbeat. Yeah. Totally. He had no problem kicking them out to their face, which I think would be be even harder. Yeah, exactly. He had no problem with that. He would go back to Indonesia. Sure. He would be taken care of, even though he's like, I'm too proud. It's like, no, you're not. Look at your hair. The side swept front. (laughs) It was like a weird comb over, but in the front, it was bizarre. Don't you love on their wedding day when Lita's like, yeah, he's not that bad. He's got some sort of a vitamin deficiency. He needs vitamin K or D or B or something. He almost looks like back in the day when like sailors got scurvy from not <gasps> eating fruit for too long. Oh, you nailed it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like they need, he needs an orange or something. Yeah. Like a banana. Yes. Colonial Jamestown or something. <laughs> like you some... would give him canned peaches and he would be like, what treasure is this? Right. <laughs> ration it out until they're moldy but he doesn't care (laughs) oh Oh my god jody well i love you i know you're doing love after lockup on your podcast as well i'm covering it on reality t just a word about that before we go are you absolutely adoring this season oh my god it is so good it's i mean by good i mean absolutely disgusting and terrible but it's so good it's next level right i mean i feel like it's our reward for suffering through season six of 90 day Yes. I, and I thought season one of Love After Lockup was amazing. And I was thinking, oh, no, it can't get any better. But, oh, it has gotten better. Oh, yes, and it can. Right. They are another mess on social media, too. Oh, no, don't really. I didn't well, know that. In terms of, oh, well, no. let me just say this. In terms of knowing what currently, ah, okay. what their current incarceration status is. So I started not looking because I kind of just want to live in the delusion of oh what their future in the outside world is yeah, going to be i have seen some leaks about that like who's been arrested again things like yeah. that. i know i really don't want to know that either i mean i i want to just watch my stories yeah yeah right my story i would take a kendall's kitchen colt's mom and dad spinoff <laughs> any day oh my god those two. Oh my god well tell people where they can find you your podcasts you have two podcasts in addition to reality TV, reality TV, you do a Moms on the Rock. So tell us about both of them, where we can find them, and how to find you on social media. You're so good. You're such a professional. <laughs> you can find me, uh, reality TV, R E A L I T V, 
uh, like Aaron said, I'm doing 90 Day Fiance, Love After Lockup. I'll have Sister Wives and Seeking Sister Wife coming up. And also Moms on the Rocks. I have my co-host, Carrie. We are not your mom's podcast. We're not talking diapering and potty training, all that kind of stuff. We're just two moms trying to be not just moms. So check us out. And uh, thank you for having me. You're absolutely hysterical. Yeah, I love talking to you. It's been way too long. I, I want to do this again. I really do want to yes. do this again. Maybe um, at the end of Love After Lockup in like five or six weeks. I think we have five yeah. or six more episodes coming out. I would love that. And maybe I'll have to have you watch uh, maybe a little teen mom or some sister wives get your take on it because I'm sure. I am all over seeking sister wife. I'm going to jump in oh. this season. I've never watched it before. So if, oh you my want God. Me to, if you want me to cold watch an episode and talk to you about it, I'm in. I'm two okay. feet in because I, it's been recommended to me from so many people. And I'm always like, oh, God, I don't have time. Well, I, I'm making time now. So I'm in. Okay. I just wrote myself a post-it. I'm yep. not kidding. You are, it's not, you're not going to be disappointed. Okay. I'm just, I'm going to drop a little spoiler alert here. I haven't even said it on my own podcast. One of the couples on the show for one of my Patreon episodes, I made up a profile on polygamy.com, polygamist.com. <laughs> and one of my matches is on the current season. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. True story. Wait, no, explain this again. Did I just hear that you created a fake profile? I sure did. And on they... uh, polygamy.com. And uh, I'm I'm highly sought after, by the way. That's brag. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you would not believe the amount of polygamists in this world. And one of the couples, the guy with the beard and the wife were one of my matches. And it's kind of like a Tinder thing where you swipe left, right. I didn't pay for it. They can see my stuff. I can see theirs. Okay. They can reach out to me, sent me a message. Did they I never re responded. They reached I out to you? Oh yeah. Well, <gasps> I made myself sound like some hot, sexy. I think I'm like 26. I like skiing. I have blonde oh hair. I'm looking for my forever celestial family. Oh my God. I'm dying. I'm but, dying. Uh, yeah. Oh, trust me. When I saw the preview and I saw the guy sitting at the picnic table, I about died. Oh my God. I'm, this is really amazing. I joked around that I was going to actually create a profile to go on meetaninmate.com and start oh, writing I did letters. That oh, I did you're, it too. <laughs> you're doing method podcasting, girl. This is like method podcasting. You are getting into it. the character. You are in boots on the ground. I can't believe this. This is amazing. I, on the down low for my Patreon only. And it's, completely not me. I'm not doing my, you know, real picture or name or any of that kind of stuff, but some of those prison inmates, holy cow. <laughs> the oh. death row inmates are the hottest and thirstiest. I'll just say that. I'm sure they are. I'm sure there's different <laughs> classifications. If you're in there just like on a bag of weed, you're not going to oh, be, yeah. you're not going to yeah, be the same level. If you are having a bad day and you just need a little pick me up, Ladies, gentlemen, get on there and you will feel like uh, Beyonce. Oh my God, I'm on it. Well, okay, let's do see. <laughs> okay, anyway, wife. sorry. I'm so proud of you for going in deep with that. And I cannot wait to hear about this. Seriously, I can't right, wait to hear so about this profile. Thank you for having yeah. me on and you're doing the Lord's work. I want to thank Jody Huff from Reality TV Podcast for joining me today to talk about the 90 Day Fiance Season 6 as a whole and the tell-all. Remember, we have actually a part two coming up this week. We will definitely be covering it on the Facebook page. We have a live thread going on there every single Sunday night. It's our last one. And then I'll be moving on to my other loves, of course, Housewives, Vanderpump Rules. I am going to check out The Bachelor. And as I promised Jody, I will be checking out Seeking Sister Wife. There's so many other shows going on. I'm going to be watching Married at First Sight. Love After Lockup, as we know, is just a rare gift. And we will be talking about that on many episodes to come. Remember, you can follow me at Erin Leah Martin on Twitter and Instagram, and you can join that Pink Shade with Erin Martin Facebook page by just looking it up and then send me a request. You can also head over to patreon.com slash pinkshade for bonus episodes and to support the podcast. Your pledges go a long way toward keeping this baby alive. Thank you so much to everyone who's pledged so far. I appreciate if you go over to iTunes and leave me a five-star rating and review, and you can check out my other podcast, Cult Talk with Aaron Martin, where I'm actually dropping new episodes every single Wednesday from Kobu Survivors, the cult that I was born into. 
Thanks again for listening. I hope you have a great week and until next time, I will see you in reality. Acast recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows, and this is one we think you're gonna love. Hey, Vanessa. Hi, Casper. Do you happen to like the Harry Potter books? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Me too. That's why we started a podcast called Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, where we read the whole series chapter by chapter. That's right. And we've just started book seven, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. If you've spent your whole adult life missing English class and you love Harry Potter, then this is the podcast for you. Listen on your favorite podcast app today. ACAST is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts.